Hey friends, welcome to the Robin Graham show. I'm so grateful you're joining me for another episode where we dive into entrepreneurship, faith, mental health, and so much more. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a brand strategist, business coach, and mentor. Join me every week to learn how mindset, strategy, and action combined will produce the results you were dreaming of. Discover your purpose and follow your God-led callings, values, visions, and passions to create a personal brand and strong foundation for long-term success. The sky is the limit when we spend time with like-minded people. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. Ready to learn? Grab your cup of coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of The Robin Gray Show. Today, I have a very special guest with me, a friend from Instagram. If there is any value to social media whatsoever, it is strictly that, building relationships and being able to connect with people that are across the country or across the world, and you wouldn't otherwise have any idea who they are or any chance to meet. So I'm, I'm really fortunate to have built some really incredible relationships with people and you know how we can mutually support each other and then like today have do an actual collaboration where I can have Alex on my show and bring her and her brilliance to you as my listeners. So we are going to dive into creativity today. If you have been feeling stuck or unfulfilled in the journey that you're on right now, we're going to talk about creativity and how you can tap into your creativity to really transform your life, your journey, how you're feeling about everything and improve your overall level of, I guess, joy that you have and that you experience on the daily, on a daily basis. So without further ado, Alex Kat, welcome to the Robin Graham show. Thank you so much, Robin. I am really excited to be here and I'm really excited that we met on social media and now have this opportunity to collaborate. Like you said, it's great. Well, you're such a beautiful human and have such great expression with all of your talents and your creativity just comes through in everything that you do. So I'm really happy that I get to share you with my listeners, everything from your music to the other stuff that you do and the content that you put out is just inspiring. So thank you for everything you're putting out into the world. And with that being said, would you share with the listeners how you got to where you are in your journey today? Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a strange journey, like uh, a lot of people, it, it didn't go the way I thought it would. And I started out in music, I actually started out as a dancer and then I fell in love with performing and that happened at age four. And I decided this is what I'm doing with the rest of my life. I'm going to perform and express and, you know, be creative. This is it. And pretty much never changed my mind. I just sort of took on different forms of creativity and I moved out to LA as soon as I could. So the dream was move to LA, become a successful music artist, get signed to a record deal, you know, have my life be perfect from there, which is, is always a little dangerous thing to think, <laughs> but I wasn't aware of that at the time. So I moved out to LA and I didn't know anybody and just tried to figure out how to make this happen. So I started to, to book some of my own shows. I was writing my own music. I was putting together my own EPs and things like that. And eventually I caught the attention of a label and I got signed. So I was really happy and that was amazing. And we started to put together an album and I got to record in this amazing studio and we had a show and everything was just like right at the edge of everything I hoped for. So that was great. And then at that very moment, right before everything was going to just 
take off. The label called me in to say that, hey, we're sorry, but the label's folding. And so everything that we've done is gone. All the songs we've recorded, the show that we've done, we're not going to be able to distribute your music. Sorry. And so for me, that was pretty devastating, you know, being right at that moment when everything was about to happen. So it was kind of traumatizing to have that moment of the dream and then taken away. And what ended up happening is that I sort of fell into a downward spiral. It triggered some other sort of traumatic memories that I had never dealt with. And then that just threw me down further. And I just got to like a really bad place where I was not taking care of myself. And I saw a pretty bad future if I didn't do anything about it. So luckily I decided to take myself out of the equation. I went back to my hometown in Ohio, which was humbling after being in LA and living the whole sort of singer life. And I thought I need to put myself back together in a way where I can be whole no matter what happens to me. I need to be steady in myself. I need to not let other things devastate me. I need to not look for my self-worth in things. I need to be able to find that and then move from there. So I tried several different things to get to that place. And sorry, the story gets long. Basically, I really leaned into my creativity in a deeper way than I had been was one of the ways I used to heal. And I found that it was just, it was healing me in a way that I didn't expect. And it was just really amazing. And I started to refine confidence and worth and all of those things. And I was coming out of this bad place and I got myself to the place I wanted to be. And then I thought, okay, what do I want to do? Do I want to continue to sing? Do I want to do something else? And so I thought, I want to continue to sing, but I really want to help other women use creativity to find themselves again, to heal themselves. I really want to help other people do this because it's so amazing. And a lot of people don't use creativity in this way and they don't know it can be used that way. And so I came back to LA with those dual purposes to sing and also help women with this journey. And um, I founded my business, Creative Self-Revolution. And I do creativity coaching there for, for life and also for professional use. I love it. I love it. And listeners, I have to tell you, her music is amazing. If you go to Spotify, what is your handle on Spotify so that they can find you? Um, it's a, my name is AL-X as an artist. Um, I'll probably, maybe I can give you the link and you can put it into your yeah, show Yeah, put it in the show notes. That would be fabulous. Yeah. Cause I go on and listen to your music periodically. And I think that I, I think I actually have at least one, if not a couple of your songs on my, um, playlist for my book, you mean oh, anxiety. So, awesome. um, yeah, I mean, I can't, like promote that necessarily because it's because of um, like Spotify rules. Like I can't have it on anything that I would be selling, but I can actually share it. So Mm. if anybody's interested in that, you can send me a little message and I can share it with you. But I do have um, at least one, if not a couple of your songs on, on my playlist, which is pretty cool. Thank you. Um, So, okay. So let's talk about this. Using creativity to heal is one aspect, but then when you, when you work with entrepreneurs, I suppose that's probably more where that taking out the feeling stuck comes Mm -hmm. in. So I would love to hear both sides of those stories. Um, I think I mentioned to you before, we're doing like a mental health series this year, just Mm -hmm. in honor of the fact that I'm publishing my book and it's about anxiety. And I, I really, really, truly want to increase the awareness of mental health and challenges and the, the importance of recognizing mental health versus just kind of shaming those that have mental health and and let people have more self-expression, even though they have mental health challenges. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I would love to hear how you, what those steps were that you took 
from the creativity perspective to heal. And then we can dive into if you're feeling stuck, how can you use creativity to get unstuck and be more creative in your business? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot to unpack in in those questions. So, I mean, I started out thinking I want to help women use it to to sort of refine themselves. I, I feel like I encounter a lot of women who at some point in their lives just sort of lose touch with who they are. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, you know, they get divorced or something and their their definition of themselves was defined by being in a marriage or their kids go off to school and they're suddenly thinking, who am I without this? Or they lose a job and they get to that, to that moment where they're thinking, I I don't know who I am. And so that to me is a moment that I find really exciting because you can rediscover yourself and who you are at this moment is different than who you were at 20, at 10, you know, at five. And so creativity is a way to sort of tap into that place and how you use that is going to evolve with you over time. So when you're able to reconnect to that and the way I think about it is people say, I'm not creative. My argument is that everybody is actually creative. Mm -hmm. It's either that you're connected to it and you're using it or you're disconnected. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You have it. As a kid, you probably knew you had it. You know, you could draw or you could dance, you could do whatever. And then over time, it sort of gets, you know, pushed away or it's not as important. And it's part of the mental health conversation because I think staying connected to your creativity allows you to process things. And, you know, when things come up for you, you have tools to deal with them. Mm-hmm. And when you lose that, that can negatively affect your mental health. So I'm um, kind of weaving around the, the story here, but I also realized that with, for entrepreneurs, creativity is a really important thing because especially as solo business owners, and I've done that and I do that myself, there's so many different things that we have to do. And there's some of the stuff that we don't want to do. And if we can find a way to sort of make it fun and creative and bring different parts of ourselves in, then we can get re-motivated to do it and we can be more authentic in our expression of ourselves. And so that's something else I started to help people do because it's so much fun for me to find like, okay, how can we make this creative for you? How can we do that? And watch people's eyes light up. Well, well, maybe I could do this. And then I see their, their videos and their content and everything start to shift And then they start to attract the right people because suddenly they're, you know, alive and full of light and they're who they're, who they are. So I'm not sure if I totally answered your question, but there was kind of a lot to unpack in that. No, I think you did. I think one of the most important things is that disconnection. And I hear that all the time. I I don't do professional photography anymore, but when I did, I did headshots and branding. So I worked with a lot of corporate people, people who were, you know, even if they were in marketing, they would say, oh, I'm just not creative. I don't have anything creative that I could do. And I kept thinking to myself, that can't possibly be true. I think everybody has a creative resource that we're, we're built with mm-hmm. and, you know, designed with, and where does that go? And how do, how do we lose that? Is it because we're intimidated to show that side of ourselves or is it, you know, we don't want to risk someone else not liking what we create because art is so subjective, but creativity goes beyond art. Absolutely. So I would love for you to speak to that. Yeah. Creativity. I think a lot of people think, oh, it's just an artist and it's not true. I mean, there's some great quotes about how you can use creativity in different ways, but it can be used in business. If you think about the most innovative businesses, they're creative. And if you're staying on the cutting edge of, you know, what's happening, it's because you're creating something different. You're taking a risk, you're trying something out and then seeing if it works. And if you're not willing to take some of those risks, then you sort of stay where you are and you may not, you know, get ahead of the competition. So it's important to use creativity 
for that reason. I think that the reason it gets sort of pushed back is because as kids, we're just who we are and we don't have any sort of concerns in this country, at least that arts programs are often the first things to get cut. So that's Mm -hmm. part of the problem. And the other thing is, I think when we we hit like our teen years, suddenly we're self-conscious and that really strikes down some of that initial creativity. And we start to wonder what other people are thinking. Whereas before we just kind of like do it and it's cool. And even if the picture isn't perfect. We're like, that's, I made this, you know, and we lose that around sort of puberty time and we start to judge ourselves for it and we start to be uncertain. And so partly what I do for people as a coach is sort of give them permission again to try things and to do things. And it doesn't have to be perfect. A lot of us take on this sort of perfectionist thing. If if we're not doing it well or perfectly, why bother? It has to be perfect. Otherwise I'm not putting it out into the world. And that stops so many things. And I think you and I have talked about perfectionism at some point. You know, I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist. And I think that that's a big problem. But if you need permission from someone else, as a coach, I can give you permission to do it. And then you start to do it. And then you can eventually give yourself permission to try things out. But yeah, so I think that's part of the, the issue. And I think if people were really tapping into that all the time and expressing themselves, you feel better. You're, you're more relaxed. You're, you're more excited. You're more connected to who you are. You're better at expressing what you need. That helps you in your relationships. It helps you at work. It helps you if you want to raise. It helps you if you're in a business and you say, this is my rate. And you're confident in that because you are connected to who you are, why you're doing what you're doing. So it really sort of moves out to every single part of your life. I love that so much, especially the relationship part, because so much of life is relationships. You can't have a successful business if you have rocky relationships at home and vice versa. Like you really need that security in communicating with people and, and being confident enough to express what you believe is the right thing, whether it's pricing or your sales process or your relationship with your significant other or your children. Where would someone start? What is that first step to tap into that creativity that has been buried underneath so many layers of of self all of these years? I think the very first step is just saying that you're open to trying it, just that initial willingness to try. And then after that, I mean, one of the simplest ways to sort of get into it is writing exercises since pretty much everybody can write. So something starting with something like morning pages, which is the artist's way process where you just sort of brain dump in the morning. The first thing you get up and you just sort of whatever's in your head, you get it out onto paper. You spend, you can set a timer, 15 minutes. I'm just going to like stream of consciousness, write some stuff out. And then you go about your day. And as you get into the habit of doing that, you discover things as you do it and you feel better because you're getting stuff out. I think one of the things that happens is we internalize our fears And when they're internal, we can't see them and we can't do anything with them. So if we can get them out onto paper, whether that's writing or whether that's a song or whether that's drawing something, suddenly that fear and those worries and everything are not stuck in your head. They're out somewhere. When they hit the air, they lose some of their power. And so that unpacking yourself is something that's really helpful. So I think that like something as simple as writing for 15 minutes every morning, or if if that sounds too intense, try it three times a week. So that's one way to to just sort of start and to start to sort of connect with yourself and see what your thoughts are, not to edit it, not to judge it as best you can. I know it's really hard for a lot of people who think, oh, no, I have to make this perfect. That's not the point of it. The point is just get something out. Just let yourself get things out of your system. Yeah, I, I love that. And I actually use that practice. I journal every day. And 
sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, I am, I am rambling, but it's so therapeutic to get everything from the brain onto paper. And I don't even go back and read it. I just like, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I can walk away now. Now I can start my day. I do the same thing at the end of the day. And I, I use that as a gratitude practice where I'll list out, you know, three things that I'm grateful for, but it's funny how that then it just extrapolates itself out naturally to pages of my day and and how I feel about it or, you know, whatever. So I love, I love that so much. And I think it is so helpful. And you probably know, I don't know the exact statistics or the exact data, but they're there's a very powerful like mind to paper connection. And I think anytime you take something from your brain and you put it on paper, and that's why like in my book, I talk a lot about journaling and I have a journal that's going to, you know, that's accompanying the book, because when you get that out of your mind and you put it on paper, it it can rest safely there, but you don't have to concentrate on it. So it opens Mm -hmm. your mind to new experiences and seeing things in a brighter light. Absolutely. And I love that you're putting a journal out with your with your book. I think that's brilliant. Thank I'm you. Really excited to read the book as well, just because it's something that we're all dealing with. I'm not sure when this episode will air, but probably the pandemic will still be somewhere in the universe at that point. And the mental health issue is is bigger than ever, I think, because all of us are in sort of a PTSD situation and we need ways to sort of process the world and to not just sort of live in a state of anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really amazing that that you have that coming out, or maybe it'll come out by the time this airs, but I hope that everyone, you know, takes a look at it. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's, you know, it's funny because we were talking a little bit before about how people are afraid to put their creativity out there once they get to a certain age. And as with everything in life, there's so much vulnerability and, and writing the book was so vulnerable. And, you know, when it publishes, it's going to be even more vulnerability on my end, but The reality is I think when we can tap into resources that can help us navigate vulnerability, and I think creativity is one of those things that that can help you accept that vulnerability because art and creativity is so subjective. You could go take a pottery class and you could create something that you think is absolutely marvelous because it's the first time you ever did it. And it actually turned out to be something, even if it's not perfect, you can appreciate it. Whereas, you know, when we're, when we're taught to color and you have to stay in the lines, it's like, no, just self-expression. Like if you want to go outside the lines or you want to make, you know, mix all the colors together, it's okay to do those things. It's okay to be messy. It doesn't have to be perfect. Absolutely. And I think that it's, it is a connection to yourself and it is, I want to say if anyone's thinking, ah, but I still don't want to create, it's scary. You don't have to show it to anybody else. You know, you can take some time where it is just for you you're just getting things out of your system. If you share some stuff and like you're saying from that vulnerable place and it is scary, but the most amazing things happen when you do share that. And then somebody else feels better because they're like, Oh, I'm not alone. Somebody else thinks that or feels that if you can help somebody else have that moment, it's, it's so amazing. And I've, I felt that with my music, if I write like a, a breakup song or a falling in love song or whatever, and I'll have somebody in another part of the world say, oh, that helped me get through my day. I'm suddenly like everything I just did was worth it. You know, yeah. even for that one other person, if it's a bunch of people, great, but letting that come out of ourselves and sharing it is, is extra powerful. If you don't feel ready to do that, just doing it for yourself is still a vulnerable thing. But yeah, I just, I think there's power in sharing our vulnerability and 
that's something I definitely struggled with. But I think Mm -hmm. the more that we can get comfortable with that, the more that we are able to actually help other people. Yeah, 100%. I agree. So, okay. So we, we talked about writing and and, and self-expression through writing. What other things could you suggest for people to try? If you, if you are interested in drawing at all, there's another one that's a sort of similar process where you would maybe get some index cards and you could just draw something every day, just draw a little doodle or something, or draw something that makes you happy. And every, and then you can have like a pack of 365 cards that you could go back through and look through, oh, that's what made me happy that day. Or that's what I was grateful that day. And that's another way to process. If you're less verbal, that might be a good way to do it. So that's just sort of drawing and, and you could do that, you know, on a bigger surface as well, but there's something nice about having a sort of pack of those cards that you can go back through and sort of see what you were grateful for. And I think the gratitude practice that you mentioned is really important. A gratitude list in themselves, I think, are a really good thing to do because part of mental health is is being connected to what we're grateful for. Mm-hmm. And with creativity, we could kind of go either direction. We could go way down into the hole and think about everything that we're mad about. And sometimes it's really useful to do that. But we can yeah. also take it to the other side and really start to sort of process what we what we love. And also just sort of throughout the day, getting yourself to a place where you feel good before you do things. So maybe you dance around for a minute or maybe you throw paint out of canvas. I mean, just try different things out and just sort of find out what works for you right now. Because like I said, it may not be the same thing that happened when you were 10. And that's something I love to lead people through is like, we go through sort of a mindset process when I work with people. And then we also go through an experimentation phase where let's try some different mediums out and see what you connect with right now. And that's scary, but also really exciting for people because they often discover, oh, I didn't know that this was going to be my thing. Mm-hmm. And I think for some, like cooking is another opportunity, right? Sure. Just to mm-hmm. explore in the kitchen and and Absolutely. mix different flavors and seasonings and, and different things. And I know that's helped my son tremendously. Like that's mm-hmm. his outlet, you know, his creative outlet is in the kitchen cooking and then pairing the food maybe with wine or whatever. And I love that you mentioned dancing because I think that, I mean, I will not claim to be a good dancer, but I can tell you that when I dance, I feel good. It's just, it's a, it's a way to express yourself and it's a way to let energy out. And I think sometimes those things that are holding us back or causing us to feel stuck or maybe negative experiences like you had with your record label folding, that physical movement and self-expression I think is so powerful too. Absolutely. And I've, I mean, I mentioned some other sort of vaguely traumatic experiences that I went through and movement was something that helped me sort of work through some of those. And um, somebody I worked with used dance in part of that way. She was dealing with an, you know, a traumatic event that happened to her and using her body again, getting reconnected to her body really helped her sort of reclaim herself and her self-worth. And that was really helpful for her. So you can do something really profound with it like that, or you can just use it in the middle of your day to sort of like shake yourself out and, you know, release yourself from whatever you were just doing to get into the next thing you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Alex, this has been amazing. I love all of this so much. So tell us where you're at with your music career. Are you performing? What are you doing? I've written a tremendous amount in the over the pandemic. So I have a ton of songs and I need to record them and put them out into the world. So that's sort of where I am. I have this like massive amount of material that I now just need to sort of decide which parts to put out and how to package them together. So hoping to do that this year, you know, at least get something out from that. 
I've had opportunities to have songs in TV shows and movies. I'm hoping more of that kind of thing happens. That's a really exciting thing. And just to help other people with it still. Now, okay, I have it. This is a silly little question, but I'm going to ask it. Do you ever sell your music or connect with or collaborate with like other people, like other musicians? Like, I don't know, Kenny Chesney's coming to the top of my head for some reason or Pink or, you know, someone like that. Or do you keep them all to yourself and you record them and then like maybe a TV show would purchase the rights to use them or a commercial or whatever, but you keep it all close to your chest? I don't know that you just knew that you set me up for this perfectly, but you did. So one of the things I've been opening up recently is uh, custom songs where I write songs for other people. Not just like, I would love to write a song for Pink. Of course, she's one of my favorite people, but also just like couples, for example, who are, they want their love story told. Maybe it's their 25th anniversary and I can come in, listen to their story, how they met their names for each other and stuff and write a song for that occasion. So I've, I've been doing more of that. And that's amazing because to have your own story told through music is just beautiful and wonderful. And most people don't even know that that's a possibility that you could get a song, custom song written for you. So that's a way that I'm doing that. For the most part, I've written stuff for myself. And then sometimes it does get licensed to TV shows and movies. Sometimes I work with other artists in in terms of producing things or the musical part. But during the pandemic, it's been a lot more insular. So that's my more recent experience has been more myself. Okay. I love that. I love that so much. And you know, the one thing we didn't touch on with is poetry, which I think poetry is very Mm. similar to music writing. And what a gift to just put those feelings and emotions on paper, but then to take somebody else's emotions and feelings and put them to music, I think is so powerful. I love it. I love that so much. Yeah. What a great gift. It's so exciting. And I, and most people I tell that to said, wow, I never thought about that. You know, or it could be, um, you know, an an engagement thing. It could be one person and buying for the other and, you know, surprising them. Here's a song about our love story, or it could be the two people together. I mean, it could be even like a corporate event where they want a song written for their beliefs or their message or their team or their brand. Yeah. Yeah. So there's lots of different uses for it. And I just think music is such a powerful thing. It's easy for people to connect with. It gets in your head. And it makes you feel better. So there's so many different ways it can be really fun and helpful for people. Yeah. So I had no idea you were doing that. So I did not set set you up for that. (laughs) That was like a God wink because I did not know. That was awesome. Totally perfect. Okay, Alex, how can the listeners connect with you, learn more from you? Where can they find you? So for my creativity coaching business, it's called Creative Self-Revolution. And so on all the social platforms, I'm at Creative Self-Revolution. So that's one way to find me. I'm also going to give you access to a special ebook that I've written about connecting to your creativity. So five different ways that you can start to connect with it on a daily basis, because that might be really useful for people to have. So I will give you the link for that and people can hopefully go check that out. And what else? I mean, I'm happy to connect with people if they might be interested in just having a conversation about creativity, not that I'm going to try to make you do anything from that, but I just, I'd love to talk to people about it if they're just even open to the idea of it. So if you connect with me on social media and you want to set up a call, I'm happy to, to do that as well. So I'm not sure exactly what most people sort of everybody links out to here, but I think it's great. You said your social handle and then everybody can find you there and DM you. I will have links to all of that, to your website, to your social handles, to the lead magnets, all of that in 
the show notes. So it's so simple for people to connect with you. So it's awesome that they just heard it first from you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. I truly appreciate it. And listeners, if you found this information inspiring, I would love to hear from you. And I'm sure Alex would too, to see what component of creativity you are going to tap into. Is it writing? Is it music? Is it dance? Is What is it? Write us a, a DM and let us know it, or put it in your stories and tag us um, with a, a screenshot of you listening to the episode because we'd love to know what it is that resonated with you and what you're willing to try and how it makes you feel. So thanks for being here, everyone. Have a fantastic day. Thank you. You've been dreaming big and have an audacious goal, but don't know where to begin to make it all come true. You're tired of spinning your wheels and investing in online courses that you don't have time to finish. You are finally ready to invest in yourself and your business to make your dreams a reality. And I'm here to help you. Together, we'll work on mindset, create a brand marketing strategy, and take intentional action to achieve the results that you want and your clients need. Work with me in my one-to-one six-month coaching program or for a VIP day. Not sure which is best for you? Schedule a free mentorship call and we'll decide together. Just go to www.therobingraham.com. Both options are invaluable. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Ratings and reviews are how we grow and more people find the show. It would mean the world to me. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Have questions about building a personal brand and business for success? Book a free mentorship call with me at www.therobingraham.com. Until next time, remember to smile.